experience as a performer because uh, I, I actually wasn't aware you do acting. I wasn't aware of that, but I, I know you do music. Uh, you play guitar, sing, uh, sing, right? And please give me uh, some some uh, feedback on your uh, like a performer type of life. How did you start with that? I started with it uh, when I was about 18. I picked up the guitar. So it was like 13 years ago and um, picked it up out of boredom. Classical guitar that my brother had in his room and picked it up and I started playing it and I fell in love with it. I've always been a very shy kid. Not so much anymore, but I mean, here and there, but I mean, I've always been a shy kid and performing was like my outlet, you know, and I've never had like a big group of friends. I had friends here, friends there, but uh, I always kept a lot of like my feelings and emotions inside. So when I started playing, I was like, oh my God, this is a way for me to get everything out. Mm -hmm. So I picked up the guitar like 18 and then I, I started writing songs pretty quickly after that. Uh, even without knowing that much about guitar. And I started playing and I started listening to more people and uh, started performing out, which was completely nerve wracking. Um, sorry sorry that I interrupt you, but please, please. Uh, can you give me like your your first performance? Uh, did you, how, how did you go through it? Because, you know, sometimes I think about, you know, um, I talk shit, right? And sometimes I imagine, what if I have to talk shit in front of a hundred people, you know? Like, I'm not going to be able to say shit. Please, please. How did you break through the, like, idea of just being out there and uh, performing? performing? Well, I mean, honestly, so, like, public speaking and, like, stuff like that, uh, when I was, before I was 18, 19, oh, my God, I was a ghost. I didn't talk at all. Like, in high school, I was blending with the, like, my teacher used to say, I blend with the wall. I would sit in the corner, and I would just try to camouflage, you know, like, please, uh -huh. don't, please, don't, please don't call me. Because even for me to speak out loud, I was like, uh, you know. Uh, uh -huh. But then, again, martial arts. Martial arts helped me, because I know who's ever out there. I don't give a shit. I can kick their ass. You know, like I, I it, that gives me confidence, you know, uh, but regardless of all that, I'm not trying to be a big shot, but like martial arts absolutely gives you the confidence to do whatever you want. Uh huh. It's, you know, me and you, when we walk down the street, we don't fear anybody. <laughs> That's true. I big or small, you know, mm -hmm. big or small, we don't fear anybody. I mean, mm -hmm. if somebody has a gun or a knife, it's a different story, but walking down the street, you fear no one. That's the freedom that martial arts gives you. And you apply that to different aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. So I applied that also to my performing, uh, to my performing life. I remember the first time I performed, I was like, I don't know, 19 years old. And it was at an open mic. You know what an open mic is, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. So I was at an open mic in Astoria and um, called the Waltz Astoria. They're no longer around, but they were around for a while. And it's basically, you know, I went up there. I mean, I was nervous, like, fucking hell but i had confidence in myself because i was like you know i think i can bring something different as far as songwriting goes as far as guitar and stuff like that i think i can bring something different i felt really confident i felt confident in my abilities when i was 18 19 little did i know i i would get a lot better and i did get a lot better um and i started performing and i started making songs and i think in the first two years that i picked up guitar and i started performing i think i wrote like 70 songs in like two years uh, now all those songs I no longer play because they suck, you know, and I, I've written much better songs now, 
But uh, little by little, I started, you know, working up to it, you know, and, and time goes by so fast, of course, you know, and I, I remember uh, early 20s, writing more songs, performing, trying to, I played shows, you know, I, people came out and, um, you know, fast forward to 31 and, uh, you know, I'm still doing it here and there, but um, of course the motivation has mm-hmm. dropped tremendously that's i have to change my mindset about that but uh yeah and uh as far as acting goes i got into acting around 18 i had a drama teacher uh mm-hmm. an english teacher who also taught theater uh when i was like yeah 18 his name is mark lord mr lord we used to call him mark lord i still keep in contact with him he's probably in 65 now he's retired but I still keep in contact with him. We still talk. We still go out to lunch. Not anymore, but, you know, when this thing is over. But uh, um, he was the one who brought me out of my shell. I remember when I was, again, in high school and I was going to graduate. And he asked if I would if I would recite a poem because I was, like, writing poetry here and there and whatever. Uh-huh. And I was like, absolutely not. Fuck no. <laughs> you think I'm going to get up in front of hundreds of people and and – do a poem like no think about it think about it so he kept asking me kept asking me you know and he was like oh danny i'm disappointed and i'm like oh i hate disappointing people and i was like screw it i'll do it so i basically recited a poem there was only there were four there were like four girls on the stage along with all the teachers and staff from my graduating class there were like four girls they were the smartest girls of the whole school Mm-hmm. The smartest girls of the class. There was like the Valley Victorians, you know, like the smartest mm-hmm. girls. They were up there. Everybody knew that they were going to be up there, you know. And then there was me <laughs> sitting right next to them. You know? And I'm like this schlub who barely graduated high school. Like uh-huh. I barely graduated high school. I went to summer school for two summers. I went to night school because uh-huh. I just didn't give a shit. I thought I was going to go to the military, actually. And that's it. I thought I was... <laughs> I wanted to be in the military and I barely graduated. And here I am on stage with these four other smarty pants and I'm uh-huh. doing this poem, you know, <laughs> completely. I mean, I look back at it and I was like, wow, I can't believe I did that. You know, it was yeah. a big moment in my life. And then after that, I started, I, for some reason I caught the acting bug. I was like, this looks so cool. And I started, you know, he, that teacher put me in my first theater production and um, I was like, I want to be an actor. Like, I, I feel like I feel it, you know? And I went to acting school after high school. I went to an acting conservatory in the city called American Academy of Dramatic Arts. I went there for like half a semester. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, ah, this is not, this training is not for me. It feels weird. It feels weird. I don't like it. So I dropped out from that mm-hmm. acting conservatory. And I was just like, I'm just going to go and act. So actually, I, I took like a semester off. I was like, I was like 19, 20 years old. I was playing a lot of music. I went, I went to community college and I started studying computers, which is the industry that I'm in now. Um, and bounced around from college to college, acting here, acting there. Long story short, uh, here I am now basically doing what I'm doing in computers, uh, working for a company. And, um, you know, and I'm still involved in acting and, and music. And yeah. I say keep on on keeping it on, and I wanna uh, kind of rep- I'm I'm gonna repeat myself, but it's very true, and I just wanna say it. You putting yourself out there is a great thing, and I truly appreciate that because 
it's similar like I was talking with competition. It, it is easy to talk and, you know, like, uh, oh, I'm going to compete and never compete. But if you go out there, like you perform, you write songs and you, you do acting. I heard your songs and your songs are very deep. And it, I, I actually noticed, like you said, uh, you literally like share with people your deepest thoughts, ideas, desires, and also just different array of real, true emotions and i truly appreciate that and i respect that because it it it, it takes another kind of mentality it's just like having balls to do that and definitely i appreciate that and if i can i i listen to your some of your mu music on um no is it soundcloud yeah it's it is SoundCloud. SoundCloud. yeah yeah so the one i listen to this side of the town, I listen to more of your music, but uh, I just listened to it uh, uh, this morning. And I gotta say, uh, it is, uh, it, there's not much vocals there, but even just the blend of music alone is ve very deep, you know? And long story short, I truly appreciate, Danny, what you do and keep on doing it. And can you please give me more about your music and maybe the song, this side of, uh, this side of town yeah so you can basically find my stuff and keep up with me on uh, dannyleonard.com so my full name is Danny Leonard Gutman so Leonard is my middle name for theater and music I go by my middle name Danny Leonard so you can find me on dannyleonard.com and that'll point to Instagram and all that stuff uh, you listen to this side of town with like the drums and like the keyboard and like the whole full production yes, That's, yes. yeah so so I produce that at home basically by myself uh, and I played like the keyboard a little bit and I don't know how to play keyboard, but I like figured it out and I, mm -hmm. I programmed the drums and I borrowed an electric guitar from my friend. This side of town, I actually removed it from stores. I removed mm -hmm. it from everywhere. Like a few days ago, like a week ago, I removed it because after listening back to it, I wasn't happy with it. Uh huh. And I wanted to redo it, which I will. It's on my list of things to do, but it's still on SoundCloud apparently. So it wasn't removed from there. But um, yeah, this side of town, uh, the, I mean, the song speaks for itself, but um, I'm redoing listen to it. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just saying people listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm redoing it and just want to fix a few things here and there. But yeah, so I'm planning, I have a lot of plans, but uh, planning to put out more music, of course. I'm planning to record a lot of videos. Uh, it's all in the plans and it's going to be coming to fruition over the next few weeks. You know, there's just, uh, yeah. So there's going to be a lot more music coming. You can keep up with me on dannyleonard.com. Um, Instagram is Danny Leonard music and, uh, you can see a bunch of clips there and, uh, yeah, there's, there's more music coming. Good stuff, man. Uh, once again, nothing uh, but respect. Uh, another question I want to, because you said you produce the whole, um, the whole song yourself, uh, the guitar and everything. How do you mix all of that in? Does the process, uh, because you know, like I do a little bit video editing and there is like uh, voice music, this sort of like audio type of aspect to it. And honestly, after listening to the song, I was saying uh, there is a lot of on going on there but not only that it actually everything fits in flows and goes with each other 
uh, how uh, so what is the process it is pretty uh, it is quite complex right uh, to compose like a good uh, beat. beat beat is a correct term or not yeah yeah good beat yeah absolutely um yeah for me so i'm primarily like my my primary stuff is like i i play acoustic guitar i don't actually i actually don't have an electric guitar i actually don't own one uh so i play acoustic guitar and i sing to do anything my goal with music is always like to perform live because nothing gives you the feeling of doing what you're doing like when you're performing live mm -hmm. to do like the stuff that you heard in this side of town it's incredibly difficult for me and i actually don't enjoy doing it i don't enjoy that process like of putting everything together uh -huh. like uh, i'm i use GarageBand, which is uh an application on on uh on mac uh that apple offers to basically make music mm -hmm. uh, so i use GarageBand. Logic Pro, Logic Pro is like the step up from GarageBand, but I didn't need it because I barely understand GarageBand. I can figure shit out because that's what I've been doing my whole life. But I, but it's incredibly difficult for me to actually put everything together. And I produced it myself, so I brought it from like just one acoustic guitar and lyrics and music and vocals, and I brought it from there. And I brought it to what you hear in this side of town, which has like drums, bass guitar electric guitar, uh, vocals, and uh, keyboard, a little bit of keyboard as well. And I had to put everything together. And somehow it just always comes together. I always figure it out somehow. And I have a few other songs that I brought from like the acoustic guitar stage, where it's just one guitar and one voice, over to like full drums and like full production. Uh -huh. And I just basically have to figure it out. And it's incredibly difficult. I don't really enjoy it. Wish I had someone to do it for me, but... <laughs> I'm on my own here, so it's uh, it's an incredibly difficult process for me, but uh, but somehow I make it work. Once again, respect. I have another question about Please. this. You know, I'm very uh, I'm very ignorant when it comes to music, but I do realize small things here and there, some techniques, this and that. And one time, uh, I met some guy that was doing like freestyle uh, uh, rap, hip hop. And I notice uh, he writes his lyrics to the beat, not the other way around. Do you do the same or what's your uh, approach? Uh, it always starts off with an idea in my head about something I want to say. Um, but there is no there is no system that I follow. And I think it's the same for a lot of songwriters. Basically, sometimes you'll be playing something in the guitar and then you'll start humming along to it. And then you're like, oh, and somehow a phrase comes into your head, a phrase or an idea. And then you turn that into like a hook or a chorus. Mm -hmm. And then you start writing the verse, you start writing the words. Sometimes it'll come from the guitar. That'll give you inspiration to think about an idea or a phrase. Or sometimes it'll just come from an idea. And it's like, I have to write a guitar part for that idea, something to uh -huh. fit the mood of that idea. So it's always different. It always starts from the... It always starts from the guitar or the lyrics. Uh, more often than not, for me these days, it's uh, it's usually an idea that I want to say. It's the lyrics, because I don't usually I don't consider myself like a traditional guitar player where I'm just like sometimes I'll just pick up the guitar and I'll play. I use it kind of like as a pen, you know, like as an instrument. Like I'm using it to support my thoughts. Mm -hmm. So that's that's usually how it comes about.
I see. It's, it's so like you spark a like, spark a fire. Um, do you do do you play guitar just for fun? Uh, sometimes, all the time. Uh, how? What is your relationship with the guitar, please? It's very uh, it's very strange my relationship with the guitar because I I will always say that I don't consider myself like a great guitar player, but I know how to. I'm good at like composing stuff, you know, like I can compose, like I can come up with melodies and I have songs, I have a bunch of songs where it's just instrumental, where the focus is on the guitar and there's no words, you know, and the guitar speaks for itself. And then, but most of my songs have words in it and I, I try to create songs from there. Usually these days, actually for years now, I don't pick up the guitar very often. Um, I'm lucky if I pick it up once a week. And if I do, it's less than an hour. Um, I don't play it very often. I don't practice guitar very often. I never really practice guitar. I just kind of play. Um, and um, I do have aspirations. Some I have a classical guitar, which is the guitar with six strings and nylon strings, like classical guitar where you can play classical music. And I, I have learned like classical pieces before. I do enjoy learning classical pieces like some... like. Um, Beethoven or you know or Bach or something like that and like learning full pieces and I like learning like Moonlight Sonata you've heard Moonlight Sonata on piano uh, I heard the name but I'm you, like, you know okay. it. You, you, you've heard the melody probably before, sure and I've always I've always had a dream to learn the entire song which would take me like days or weeks to do more like weeks but I've always had like an aspiration to like play an entire classical piece without like sheet music and I can't read music so Mm -hmm. I I have to remember everything. So, yeah, my relationship with the guitar is I I play it here and there sometimes, but it's more I'm more of a songwriter. You know, I'm more of a songwriter, like writing full songs. Uh, so that's basically that. Good stuff, Danny. Uh, I don't want to keep you here too long. I believe if you're down, we need to have another podcast or even multiple podcasts. For as, long, as long as you want, man. I, it's, it's a pleasure to talk to you. I'm a big fan of the show. I've listened to. <laughs> Every every single episode, honestly, I've caught up. Uh huh. I finally caught up. Nice. And I was like, and I I knew when I was like, you know, when uh, I knew when when I was listening, I was like, oh shit, all right. I knew he always had more to say, you know, because every time our interactions was like, how you doing, Daniel? I'm like, I'm good. How are you? And you're like, same shit, man, same <laughs> shit. And I'm like, I know, you know, and it's always, it's our interactions were very short, but they're very genuine. Mm -hmm. which I can't say for a lot of people. A lot of people are bullshitters, you know? Uh -huh. Even when they say hi to me it's and they're asking uh -huh. how I'm doing, like, I know you don't care. Mm -hmm. You know, I know you don't. But for some reason, I always, I don't know if you're a great actor or you were bullshitting me, but I always felt like you were very genuine, like, and asking, like, how are you doing, Danny? And I'm like, uh -huh. I'm good. How are you, man? You know? Uh -huh. And, um, yeah, it was always very genuine. I was like, shit, you know, this guy always had more to say. I knew he had more to say. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I'm a big fan of the show. It's an honor to be here. So whatever you questions you have, and we, we can riff so, for, for hours. So so we're still going to continue. Um, first of all, I am very grateful for you saying that. I truly appreciate it. And uh, you might be the only fan. <laughs> you have plenty of listeners, I'm sure. <laughs> no, but... Um, Likewise, likewise, Danny, and uh, you know what you said, you can think a lot of things about me, but one thing I'm for sure, I'm a genuine person, you know, I'm a type of person that wears his heart on the sleeve. If I tell you, fuck you, I mean it. 
if I tell you love you, I mean it. And I you appreciate know? that. That's very rare to find in an individual. And I give you a lot of credit in a lot of different departments. I respect you a lot, especially like you have a heavy Polish accent. Uh-huh. But you use a lot of you use a lot of intelligent words. It's <laughs> Thank very you. impressive. Like, and I only because I only aspire to one day speak a second language the way you speak English. Because I mean, it's it's fantastic. A lot of the words that you use and the ideas that you use is foreign to a lot of Native American speakers. A hundred percent. I'm not bullshitting you. I'm I don't bullshit either. You know, and uh, especially with the transformation that you went through, and I don't think you speak about it enough. I mean, shit. I mean, from from being this chubby kid walking into the gym knowing nothing, having no discipline to the person you, I mean, you can't recognize yourself, mm-hmm. you know? It's a different person and it's unbelievable. Like I remember, you know, when we used to roll, you know, and I, you know, I would get you like this, mm-hmm. no problem, you know? When jiu-jitsu or Thai boxing, like whatever, like we would spar here and there, we never went hard on each other in Thai yeah. boxing, you know? Me yeah. and you, we always like nice and easy, but rolling also when we roll, it's a lot of fun, me and you, when we roll, but like now it's like shit like i can't get you easily like i used to anymore like with you i need a hundred percent focus like you've and you've tapped me out plenty of times now like you'll get my back and i'm like shit i can't like, it's, <laughs> like if i'm rolling with you i have to be a hundred and ten percent so like you went from somebody who you know who i can beat with my eyes closed mm-hmm. to somebody that i have a lot of trouble with now like i can't like, I can't do anything to you anymore, you know? So it's like, what an unbelievable transformation you went through. I think you should give yourself a lot of credit. I mean, it's unbelievable. And I've seen it firsthand. I've witnessed it all. You know? I've witnessed it all because I've I've taught the classes that you were in, and I see you doing jiu-jitsu all the time and working so hard. Even my dad said the same thing. Like, wow, mm-hmm. I give him a lot of credit, you know? My dad noticed it too, and it's unbelievable, man. I respect you a lot. I give you a lot of credit. So. Thank you. Thank you. And Danny, if I may chip in in that, you are also uh, part of my transformation. And uh, thank you. Thank you for that, too. And you, your dad, you know, it's 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 a pleasure to meet people like like you, like like your dad and people that train, because really um, I love martial arts but another aspect of it is just the good down-to-earth people and uh, believe it or not i i really i'm almost convinced i would not be training if it wouldn't be for great people that train because uh, i do love training and i recommend training for everybody but at some point it could be a little bit too taxing and even like you were saying ego battles you know i have moments I have moments when I would come into the gym and I would get my ass handed to me over and over. And I had that thought, I had that idea, maybe it's time to quit. But then instead of uh, feeding that demon, I was like, no, I'm not weak. I'm going to fucking fight that shit and I'm going to get better. And whoever is handing my ass to me, I even if they will continue to do so, I will at least get better for myself. And uh, once again, thank you for all, all of the kind words and likewise. And you know what's beautiful about all of this gym, like International Training Center, which is filled with just characters in general, but not only that, very cool people. Not You know, you always find all different sorts of people, uh, walks of life, this and that, and not everybody's amazing, but for most part, almost everybody not everybody but almost everybody is really 
are very unique individuals and on 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 top of it humble down to earth and what i really like uh, with you danny uh, uh i have this memory one time in my i'm not sure i think it was my first loss competition you came up to me and you were like don't worry everybody loses this and that and it stuck in my mind and believe it or not that is sort of like message you gave me really motivated me because i was extremely disappointed to lose and um, you know like i'm a type of person if i lose i literally gonna cry you know <laughs> and but you know but what you told me is it really resonated with me because i know you have experience you went through it and you know what you're talking and you basically told me like keep your head up great performance just you coming out there is a uh, already like a win you know and i 100 agree with you and what i want to say you, you know that's sort of you know uh, from certain perspective it could be like a little uh, gesture right but from my perspective it was a huge gesture and it really made a difference and it's beautiful man like it, it, i appreciate you as well and once again uh, this sort of environment of people getting together and really uh, seeing each other character through the sweat and even sometimes blood great stuff man great stuff thank you thank you it's my pleasure it's yeah. my pleasure truly truly appreciate it and if you don't mind uh, i don't think we're gonna go much farther uh, because i really want to have another podcast with you like yeah a, absolutely a, we might have to turn this into like a two-parter you might have to re uh, release this yeah. in two parts honestly but yeah I'm, I'm always down to talk and uh i'm sure i have more i i have like friends who are songwriters uh, that would love to be on the podcast as well. I've told them about it. Mm -hmm. They're releasing new music and they would love to have a conversation with you too. So Let's do it. I'm, I'm of yes, please. That sounds amazing. Uh, but I would like to cover one topic. Please. Uh, let's, let's set it up because I would not like to go too deep because the subject is oversaturated, but I'm really interested on your take. How do you see now current times of coronavirus? How do you look at it? And also, please uh, also tell me about all these shenanigans like government, people being against each other, people divided. How do you see current si situation uh, from your own take? Yeah, I can I can only give from my own take. Um, you know, uh, I have to say I'm not I'm not uh, as educated on it I think as you are. Uh, I'm pretty I wouldn't say ignorant. I mean, I do keep up with the news, but. I, I'm not like looking at the press conferences every day. That's mm -hmm. a waste of my time, honestly. I don't need to know the death rates and I mean nothing has changed. I know that there's nothing new right now, you know. I know that there's nothing new. Uh, and when I keep up I listen to a lot of podcasts, you know. Uh, I've listened to a lot of podcasts, so like every morning or every day I will listen to a podcast. I listen to political podcasts as well. Still don't know shit about politics. Uh -huh. don't don't know anything about politics, but I listen to political podcasts every day for like years now. Um, as far as the coronavirus thing, it's man, it's really tough to speak on because it's tough to speak on something that you can't see. Yeah. You know, you like, I don't know personally anybody who's died. Mm -hmm. I don't even know. I know personally people who, who have been infected and who got pretty sick. I do, and there are people around our age, honestly. Mm -hmm. but they re they've recovered fully, but uh, so I know of like friend of a friend, somebody's father died, but it's always mm -hmm. never directed to me. 
Um, I've been very careful. I mean, I know that, what was it, like uh, March? No, it was at the end of, no, it was like around March, beginning of March, I think we went into quarantine. Mm-hmm. Or middle of March, around there. And even before that, I was like, you know what? I didn't care about it until I saw my dad going nuts with it. Mm. And when my dad was going nuts, because my dad is like, you know, I'm healthy, you know, nothing Uh can hurt me, you know. But then I saw my dad with a mask and Lysol and wipes and gloves. And I was like, oh, shit, if he's taking it seriously, Mm -hmm. I might have to take it seriously, too. So I was like, all right, you know what? I guess I'm not going to judo anymore. And then like a week later, all the gyms got closed down. Mm -hmm. Um. So basically, I've only seen like my dad and my uncle. I haven't seen anybody else in person. We actually met by accident. Yeah, accident. Randomly, yeah, randomly uh, in Long Island City, um, of course. But apart from that, I haven't seen any friends. Um, the whole thing is, it's it sucks. It's crazy, man. It's yeah. uh, it's absolutely nuts. It's unprecedented. We've never seen anything like it in our lifetime and the last thing anything like this has happened was like 1918 pandemic uh spanish flu which Mm -hmm. killed i think millions of people across europe and across the world i think mostly europe uh it's unprecedented and life has changed and it's never i don't see it going back to the way it was for a very long time i think people are not going to want to shake hands and hugs for a while for a while i don't think forever i think people i think it's going to take a while mm-hmm. i don't know i don't see an end right now until we have i mean we don't really have a sure way to to help and we don't have a vaccine so until we have a vaccine people are going to be on the edge yeah like i can't see i i'm very close with my grandparents and i haven't seen them in months i used to see them every weekend Oh, now wow. I, I Skype with them like multiple mm-hmm. times a day. I Skype with my grandma every day on video. Uh-huh. How every is she? Day. She's, she's great. She's all right. She has her days. Sometimes she's good mood, sometimes not. But I Skype with them every day. I talk with my whole family every day, usually on video. So I always I always do that. But it's, it's a weird time, man. It's a weird yeah. time. Life has changed for a lot of people. Uh, my friends joke with me that my life has not really changed that much. My <laughs> yeah. life has not changed as significantly as it has for others, to be honest yeah. with you. Because I work from home. What I do, I, I I can work from home. And I've worked from home even before coronavirus, like three days a week. I see. So now it's an extra two days. Mm-hmm. And I always basically ate at home or I took food home. So I was home a lot. So my life has not changed that much. Like it's changed. Like I can't see my friends. Okay. And I can't do martial arts and you know, that's about it. I hear you. I, you know, and I, I have to be more careful. Uh, once again, sorry for kind of interrupting you. So uh, how do you imagine our future? That's, uh, that's another take. Uh, do you have like some sort of imagination? How this gonna, uh, unfold i mean you know no one can say no one can say because we don't know uh you know we don't know when the second wave is gonna hit and apparently it will you know it's inevitable uh it's killed over a hundred thousand people already uh i think in america it's mm-hmm. killed over a hundred thousand people i mean it's killed more people than 
then all of our modern wars, like Korean War, Vietnam War, Gulf War, like it's killed all, all the wars in Afghanistan. Like it's killed more people than combined, you know. Yeah. So a lot of people have died, and uh, I don't know how it's going to unfold. Um, I don't think anybody knows, and anybody that thinks they know is, is bullshitting. You can only speculate, and I think only the the experts have the you know the ability to speculate because they've seen it before and they study it. So I think like this mask and sanitizers and gloves this year for sure. Mm-hmm. I think people are going to do it this year. Yeah. I think this year that's it. This is the way it's going to be. <laughs> and I don't actually, to mm-hmm. be honest with you, I don't see martial arts. I don't know. I don't see martial arts. The summer, for sure. I don't see martial arts in the summer. I don't know about martial arts this year. And I, I, I mean, that's. I know it's a weird statement to make, but I don't. I don't see how it can happen without a vaccine. I do. I do hear you, and uh, you know, to me, it's really frightening. But uh, I, I see your points, and I, you know, for most part, I agree. But that's the thing, you know, like the what is the new tomorrow? And that is a question that really, to me, is very striking. Because, uh, like you were saying, second wave, uh, uh, will we be doing this multiple times a year? You know, that, and if answer is yes, to me, and, uh, you know, if the answer is yes, to me, that's really not a world I would like to live in. And I understand, you know, there is bigger things above me and I need to applied to it or whatever is the word uh, you know like i'm under the control of it right yeah. but still you know if i think about like if this is going to be sort of thing that's going to happen multiple times a year or once a year you know how are we going to live a life you know that's that's what's really perplexing to me i mean i've heard that you know you've heard like dr anthony fauci saying you know this could be seasonal mm-hmm. like, this can come every year yeah during certain seasons so if that's the case i mean imagine a life that we're living now like perpetually just going on and on and on like yeah um i'm the type of person where you know i'm always i'm like i'm a lone wolf i'm always okay on my own you know Uh (laughs) um but i know i mean i don't know many people that that are doing this on their own i think you know you're 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 uh you're great. You're, you're lucky to have Jackie. I think that, you yes. know, you live I with, you know? so, um, you're lucky to have each other that you guys can go through this together. Uh, my dad has his girlfriend. My brother has his fiance. My mom went back to work. Uh, she was furloughed, but she works for the port authority. So mm-hmm. she went back to work yesterday. So she sees people and like, I'm like, I don't see anybody, you know, but like, mm-hmm. and I'm imagining like, imagine it this way for months. Yeah. For me personally, I'll roll with whatever I have to mm-hmm. because I have to. Yeah. That's the way that I think, you know, like I I kind of apply kind of like this stoic philosophy mm-hmm. to my life where it's like I don't like to think about the things I don't have no I have no control in. It's a waste nice. of my time. It's mm-hmm. a waste of my time and energy. And I don't got any of that to to I can't afford any of that. My time and energy. So I try to think about the stuff that I do have control in. Like I have control to to exercise. I have control to stay healthy, you know, and 
Uh, I have control to do whatever I want in my house, you know, and that's what I think about. So thinking about anything else, I just try not to do it because it's a waste of my time. It's 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 like a peace of mind, a piece of your own mind approach to it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I hear you. And I've been trying to do the same. Uh, me, I am guilty because uh, I got to come clear. I am trolling the internet here and there. And, I heard, I heard. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm, you know, and I'm also like open this shit up, this and that. But obviously, I'm going to be the first one to tell you. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I also look at it from a perspective of uh, whole economy, you know. To me, it makes sense if we just uh, strangle the ec economy, destroy everything. We're not gonna have resources even to come back to. So, and obviously, I'm ignorant in the whole stance. But the one thing for sure, it makes sense if we just uh, sink completely the economy. Uh, Elon Musk said that in order to have stuff, you have to make stuff. If we stop making stuff and just sit home, you know, what is the tomorrow? And, yes. you know, like the virus is a real thing. I'm not arguing that. But if we just going to destroy everything around the virus, even even at some point, the virus is not even going to be a concern. The concern is going to be to get food, you know, to get things rolling. And that's also what really uh, interesting to me because it seems that uh, we all focus on the virus, but we forget that economy is kind of like a crucial part of all of this, right? A hundred percent, yeah. And um, again, I'll be the first person to say I don't know what I'm talking about. Just I just I haven't educated myself on it, but um, I kind of I almost like put myself in like a bubble. You know, mm -hmm. and it's ignorance in a way. It is ignorance, but it's also like self-protection, you know, mm -hmm. uh, like the guy you had on the last podcast, John from, uh, mm -hmm. from Australia. He really knew what he was talking. Like he sounded like he knew what he was talking. He's very educated. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not that guy, you know, and I won't even pretend to be that guy. Like I, I try to keep myself in like um, in a bubble and just try to almost like I'm, I'm, but I'm educated. Like, I understand what's going on. I, I listen to my podcast. I, I read the news, but apart from that, like I, again, my job hasn't changed. Like I get a salary. Mm -hmm. So my salary hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. Um, and my company has not, not had any layoffs and my company has been very effective because we're a travel agency. Uh huh. So Travel is dead or has been dead. It's little by little coming back, honestly. Mm -hmm. But uh, but my company has hit tremendously hard. Uh, but regardless, my my salary hasn't changed, you know, and my work hasn't changed. Like if anything, I'm less busy. Uh -huh. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's. I don't see it coming to the point where like we run out of food. I think that's worst case scenario. I just I don't see that happening because I think. Like everything is operating, like everything is operational. Like you can go to supermarkets, like you can go get toilet paper now. Like it's not a big deal. Like you can, it's like, it's like people sometimes think of like, it's like the apocalypse. Like, no, you can get Chinese food delivered to your house. Uh -huh. right now. It's not a problem. Like there are plenty of restaurants that uh -huh. are still open. Even Peter Luger's. Have you heard of Peter Luger's before? I, I, I heard I, the name, but I'm not sure. I'm a big fan of steak and Peter Luger's is my favorite steakhouse. They have a, they've been around for like over a hundred years. 
they have two restaurants. They have one in Williamsburg in Brooklyn, and they have one in Great Neck, which is like right next door to me because I live in Little Neck. And for over a hundred years, they never had takeout or delivery, mm-hmm. but just this month, they're now offering takeout. I hear you. And I don't know what that has to do with anything, except maybe I'm I'm advertising for Peter Luger's, which they don't need my advertisement. I mean, their steaks are like 60, 70 bucks a steak, mm-hmm. looking at over $100 for a single person. Um, but like restaurants now have to shift. Mm-hmm. And every restaurant has shifted to kind of apply like more like sanitary ways of handling food, you know, or delivery, no contact, you know, delivery, like Domino's, like super into like no contact delivery they'll they'll come and they'll place like a little box underneath your pizza i, I know because i ordered Domino's last week and they put like a little plastic underneath the pizza and they'll leave it right at your doorstep nice. restaurants now have to acclimate to this kind of new way and they have and you know worst case scenario i just don't i don't see it happening i don't nice. see it happening especially with the way that that things have been going, you know, I've seen, I see so many people out and about. Yeah. So many people are out. You go out, you know, everybody yeah. goes out, you know, very rarely people, it's the elderly and people who are immunocompromised that are just staying home. Mm-hmm. I feel for them because they have no choice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is a hard time. And, and what you mentioned with the uh, restaurant, the, the steak place, uh, at least uh, from my perspective, you just basically said uh, everybody's evolving through this. We, yeah. we are we are basically adapting. We are adaptive creatures and we all will adapt to it one way or another. For sure. I agree and well said, uh, 100%. Yeah, it's just... Um, and I agree with you. It's really pointless to try to reach too far into future because especially with the situation like that, we don't really know what next week's going to be like talking about months ahead. It is interesting times. It is very interesting times, but uh, uh, don't really want to be negative. I honestly try to spread positivity and uh, I want to say one thing. If some of you people think I'm negative, I'm mostly negative in places where it applies to reality. If if I'm talking about negative stuff, it's mostly because I see it happening in real life situations and I'm talking about it. I'm not being like a, you know, uh, you know, uh, I might be party pooper, this and that, but I'm not like a negative person who like, uh, like focuses on negative. I just, if I see a negative in something, I will say it. Sure. But uh, to me, in my opinion, in, in today's times, we really need to focus on positivity. And I think through my uh, troll experience, I really understood one thing. All, whatever is your ideology, whatever is your idea, how to live life you are against, for whatever it is, we, we cannot be divided as people. I truly believe that. All we need to do is embrace each other and uplift uh, uplift each other because being divided is the worst, like a counterproductive idea. And unfortunately, I notice with today's times, a lot of people become divided because of this, because of a mask, because of a racial issue. We've because... never been more divided now. It's it's more now than ever. Yeah. 
And it's uh, can you give me your take on it, please, uh, on the division of people? Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at even from a politics standpoint, you know, especially what John was saying yesterday, how there's such a divisiveness, you know, between people like uh, I'm hard left or I'm hard right, you know, I'm super moderate or I'm super, you know, liberal uh, or conservative. And especially with the stuff that's going on in Minneapolis now, as you know, you yeah. know, it's like, really now this should have to happen now. Yeah. It's like, mm -hmm. what a time that, you know, what a time. Um, yeah, it's, um, you know, I agree with you. It's important now more than ever to be, to be one people, you know, to, to, to help each other out, you know? And, uh, it's so funny cause I, I, uh, you know, when I'm running, I don't run with a mask because I'll die. Cause mm -hmm. I, can't breathe, you know? <laughs> I hear you. Um, but, but I stay away from people, you know, mm -hmm. if I see somebody coming in my path, I'll cross the street. Mm -hmm. So I'm very careful in that regard you know like you need a mask when you can't socially distance but when i'm running i'm running not in the city i'm running in the suburbs anyway i was running and my knee was hurting i was resting for a second right and uh you know this kind of speaks on your point like i when i sometimes when i see people look at me i think they're judging me for not having a mask but it's like yeah i'm running i can't run with a mask like it's not the way running works mm -hmm. you know and i'm also away from you and stay away from me so I was running, I had my headphones in, I was listening to music and uh, I was like, kind of like bent over, like it's tired, you know, and I see this guy across the street and he's looking at me and he's like talking to me and I'm like, doesn't he see I have headphones in? Like, is he like, is he looking in? Cause he had like a mask on and I'm like, is he about to yell at me for not having a mask? Cause I'm like, I'm ready for this. Mm -hmm. So he's like talking to me and I'm like, this so i can mute my music and i'm like excuse me and he's like you okay <laughs> i'm like yeah fine <laughs> okay great and i thought he was gonna yell at me for not having a mask but instead he was asking if i'm okay because i was resting uh-huh and this happened multiple times it's like your initial reaction or my initial reaction at least is like what is this guy gonna tell me now yeah but like sometimes it's like oh they're just being helpful, you know? And I think it, it's it's tough to say whether, like, in this time, it's it's not this or that, you know? It's like some people are super nice and helpful and some people are assholes. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's... And you just got to roll with what you have, you know? You have to be the best that you can be. And... Because uh, all you have control over is how you react. Yes. And that's what one needs to focus on is how you present yourself as a person, how you can react to situations. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's very interesting times and especially interesting to see how people react uh, in different situations. Well said, Danny. Uh, could not agree with you more. Um, once again, I'm not going to hold you too much longer. Uh, can you please uh, plug yourself, give me all the possible uh, outlets that people can find you and please, please share your social media, uh, whatever, whatever you have. Yeah, you can find me at uh, on Instagram, uh, Danny Leonard Music. Um, I'm on Facebook as well. I think most people that listen to this probably already on my Facebook friend. But if not, uh, feel free. I think it's facebook.com slash Danny Leonard Gutman or Danny Leonard Music. DannyLeonard.com is my website. So you can 
find me at all social media stuff there for music. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's basically my plug. Thank you so much for having me. It's been, it's been an absolute pleasure and, uh, and an honor. Um, big fan of your podcast. Listen to every single episode. Love all the characters on there. Like Al. Al is a riot. He's <laughs> the man. He's the man. Al is a riot. And um, yeah, man, I, I always listen to your podcast. I'm a, I'm a big fan of your uh, podcast. I'm a big fan of your character and the ideas that you, you know, share. I'm looking forward to returning because, I mean, I think we can talk for Oh, yes. hours on on different podcasts and mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully we can get uh some guests that i recommend uh let's do it and do uh it. you can get some more guests um oh please uh, we're gonna hook that up and but you know what i want danny i want you to be with me live podcast because then yeah. it's you know like a different energy it's, it's yeah we're gonna feed off of each other and it, you know, like this is beautiful. Don't get me wrong, it's beautiful, but it doesn't do justice. You know, like uh, you've had you'd had live guests since in this pandemic, right? Uh, Jackie. Oh, All just Jackie. Time. That's it. Y- yes, I I believe so. I hopefully I'm not speaking out of my ass, but I think so. I I think. I would so. love. I mean, I would love to do this live. It's just like uh, I haven't hung out with anybody since uh, this pandemic, and it's like I've been super careful. Also, like I see my dad, so it's important that I'm careful for my dad because me and my dad still hang out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, I I can't wait. As soon as like, I don't know. As soon as something happens, but I mean, the Skype isn't so bad. I mean, the Skype no, is, no. you know. It's what we got, so it's what we got to, uh, you know, we have to adapt, of course, as you said, we're adaptive creatures, so, but I, I can't wait to do it live, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, it'll be fantastic. Danny, once again, thank you, sir. Thank you.